Welcome to Geordie Lass and Doc Sass. One day, a Geordie and a Canadian walk into a bar and decide to start a podcast about relationships and what a topic that is. No subjects are off limits. Get in touch today with us at geordielass.com or email info at geordielass.com and let us know what you think and what we should talk about. Welcome to the podcast. Oh, happy spring. And greetings from New York again. I yes. made it through. <laughs> nice to see you. Back safe and sound. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I took a long drive and actually, so one of my clients has um, recommended a book, Untamed by Glennon Doyle. And so I audiobooked. It was actually the perfect duration of the book for the duration of the Very trip. good. And so I had quite a lovely, and basically I had basically a drive just reminding me to like be yourself don't try to please other people. Don't live your life for other people. Be your true, authentic self. Be fearless. Very much in keeping with our coaching and our podcast. Good. Some yeah. wise words yeah. shared. Yeah, exactly. So how has your week been? Your week of freedom? Yes, I had a great week. Um, very indulgent. And um, I now mm-hmm. need to have a bit of a detox and save some money <laughs> and try and um, slim down my waistline. <laughs> <laughs> oh very nice but yeah very no nice. had a lovely time thank you it was very oh. good oh gosh that sort of carousing I have not heard about for 13 mm. months <laughs> yeah I just love that you had a week out of control yeah. well things are opening up a little bit more Um they changed the rules on uh, Easter Friday to say that you could now go and have drinks without having food so that was a novelty <gasps> for everybody what so, yeah. Oh my gosh, that's getting you yeah. in trouble. Oh. <laughs> Sat in a nice beer garden having a drink the other day. Oh very human gosh. and normal. Very human. And is it summer dress time there? Well, no, not really. So the weather um, has looked gorgeous, but when you get outside, it's been absolutely Baltic because there's been oh. a um, really chilly, icy wind. So, yeah, oh, kind of spoiled things a little bit. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So I guess summer dresses, but having your woolen inners yeah, inside. Yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh, that's awesome. Oh, good. So it sounds like it's been a good spring for both yes, of us. Yes, I think so. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. So in your carousing, did you have any time to uh, get to the relationship correspondence desk for some investigation? I most certainly did. Oh, I do not <laughs> hung over, but still on the desk. <laughs> do not take my duties lightly. I will have you oh, know. Nice. So nice. this week I have got 26 tweets about petty things couples do when they're mad at each other. <laughs> oh, nice. So here we go. So um, my husband pissed me off. So when he wasn't looking, I poured water on the floor in front of the dishwasher he'd been fixing for the last two hours. <gasps> oh. My husband pissed me off, so I sent a picture of the thermostat set to 72 degrees. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) When I'm mad at my husband, I ask him to help me find my phone and then put it in my pocket on silent. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So good. I know this might sound mean, but when I'm mad at my wife, and I want to lash out, I open a bottle of the same condiment when one is already open. 
Oh my gosh. Now that, like the mustard and it all, it already takes you like a year to go through one mustard container. If there were two mustard, can, oh my God, I'd lose it. My husband is obsessed with keeping our new car in pristine condition. So I carry a little veil of glitter with me at all times, just in oh case he pisses me off. Oh my God. Getting glitter out of the carpet in your car is next to impossible. Oh. Oh gosh. <laughs> Thinking about making an audio recording of me eating cereal and clanking my spoon on the bowl just to send my wife mad when we're in a fight. <gasps> but you know what would piss me off even more is the eating with your mouth open. Oh, like yes. a recording of that yeah. is the worst. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Agree. When I'm mad at my husband, I like to plug my USB mouse into his computer and move the mouse around while he's <gasps> playing games online. <laughs> oh. Oh, now that would get revenge. I'm mad at my wife, so I liked a lot of her songs on Pandora playlist that I know she didn't like. (laughs) (laughs) And they keep coming round and round. (laughs) My husband pissed me off, so I made him his favourite chocolate chip cookies, but used black beans instead of chocolate. Ooh. I mean, but to be honest, like a black bean um, buns, like those those like steamed buns Mm. there's some lovely things that can be made but i agree with you if you're expecting to bite into a chocolate chip cookie and you get black beans yeah that's gonna mess with your mind my boyfriend pissed me off but i'm a grown woman so instead of yelling at him i'm just gonna order an appetizer without telling him and then not share oh (laughs) bizarre (laughs) that's really mature (laughs) but we've all been there (laughs) my girlfriend pissed me off today so i'm buying her the doll she hates on amazon right now and there's a picture (laughs) of a really scary doll (laughs) oh (laughs) so me you're mad at me question mark wife no not even sure why you would say that me I can tell by the sound of you putting the plates away wife fuck you (laughs) fuck those plates (laughs) (laughs) we have talked about how the dish sets go for a toss oh yes absolutely (laughs) yep i let my wife know i'm mad at her by wearing outfits she doesn't like (laughs) oh now that works yeah my husband pissed me off today so i told him i can't wait to see what he had planned for our special day tomorrow There's nothing special about tomorrow, but there's something special about watching the colour leave his face as the panic takes over. (gasps) Oh, yeah. Instead of telling my husband I'm annoyed with him, I'm just going to put strawberries in the salad. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about you, but like my dude um, hates raisins. I think a lot of people hate raisins. So there's something about like just having raisins anywhere near the vicinity of the kitchen (laughs) that sparks rage and terror. I don't know. Does anybody else that you know hate raisins? No. I know a lot of people who hate raisins. Really? Yeah. No, mm. I'm, I'm, I'm good with yeah. raisins. Yeah, if any of those get into any food item, it is a sign of hatred. <laughs> <laughs> Some orkin raisin cookies, anybody? <laughs> oh my God. That would be divorce. That would be divorce. <laughs> yeah. uh. My husband pissed me off, so I took a photo of me using his tools improperly and sent them to him throughout the day while he was working as payback. Oh, I used a Dyson vacuum for the first time Mm. a week ago. Uh, The roommate, the beautiful woman that was living in the place upstairs from my basement apartment, she had said, yes, you can use it when you're leaving. It was like a spaceship. Mm. It was just insane. But I also thought if this were mine, 
I was TLC because I didn't want to at all break it or... And if anybody, if I had a Dyson and if anybody misused or, you know, took a photo, (laughs) video footage of misusing the Dyson, I think I would lose my mind. Wow. So if I had a Dyson and and somebody took a video of uh, misusing the Dyson, I'd be going to a divorce lawyer. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. We're seeing a whole new side to you, Anna. (laughs) Exactly. Yep. I know it sounds mean, but when I'm mad at my wife and want to lash out, I put a whisk in the spatula drawer when I'm emptying the dishwasher. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Call the my wife ate the last donut this morning, so I went into her car and readjusted the driver's seats and the mirrors. <laughs> yes, yes. Especially if you adjust the one that goes up down. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Then you'll, you're never coming back from that. <laughs> My boyfriend pissed me off, so now I'm eating all of the expensive salami in the fridge. <laughs> oh, man. And the prosciutto. Where's the prosciutto? Yeah. I don't know. Hold on. My husband got a remote control for our Christmas tree lights, and I haven't seen him this happy since our first child was born. <laughs> so it seemed only fitting that I gave my oldest the honour of hiding the remote from him last night <gasps> when he pissed me off. <laughs> oh. <laughs> My husband pissed me off, so for dinner I'm making kale and tofu salad. Oh. There's a lot of food (laughs) revenge going on here, isn't there? There is food revenge, that's really funny. When I'm upset with my wife, I don't get mad, I just cancel all of her recurring Amazon deliveries. (laughs) Oh my god. Oh my god. My husband pissed me off, so I logged into his beer rating app and gave a bunch of mediocre beers five-star reviews. (laughs) (laughs) husband pissed me off tonight so i gave him butternut pjs for the baby (laughs) which what butternut pjs yeah so uh if i remember rightly it's a while since i had the kids uh in pajamas like that but um they have little prestids on them or um buttons that go around the inside of the leg oh my god yes really awkward Oh my so, gosh. Yeah. Wow. So that was quite a list of, uh, of revengeful nice. acts going on wow. there. Wow. <laughs> all right. So that's one. That, and listen, we say we all have choice. So that's one way to, to carry out your anger. Yeah. That's one way. If you yeah. choose to take that way, it's fine and extremely humorous, tweetable. But then the other way is to work with us to come up with more constructive ways to communicate yes. what you're feeling to your spouse. Yeah. But yeah. it was funny, I have to say. It was funny. I was going to say, like, <laughs> if you guys are really getting along, it doesn't actually le- lend to tweetable moments. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's not as funny. The tweet saying, you know, we're really communicating very well and we're just really connecting. That is just not something that's going to get a lot of no. reads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's oh. Thanks for that. That's wonderful. Oh, you're welcome. Food yes, revenge. a lot of food revenge going on there mm-hmm. and remote controls being hidden. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know the Christmas lights was such a thing, mm. but yeah, learn yeah. something new. So, do you fancy a hot topic? Yes. Let's go for yeah. it. So, today's hot topic is should you have rules in your relationship? Mm. 
very nice. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I think maybe one rule should be uh, <laughs> don't tweet when you're pissed off. Have a conversation oh, instead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Completely. Completely. So yeah, this is a great. Uh, so should you have rules? And when we start dating, we never think about the rules. We never, you know, this is something that doesn't come up um, mm. at first blush. Yeah. And then, you know, I think a lot of people always strive to freedom and, oh, we're not going to constrain ourselves. We're not going to. But so what? what's your first take when you look at this? I think that we do have lots of rules, but without even knowing. So exactly. I think yeah. there's quite a lot of kind of implied rules in a relationship. Mm-hmm. I think generally as people, we're quite rules based. Yeah. I think we like rules because they tell us how to behave and Mm -hmm. they tell us how we want to be with each other. They kind of, I don't know, they give you some guidance, don't they? I think generally we we do like rules, even though we say that we don't and we Mm -hmm. want, we say that we want to be kind of free and easy and, but the reality is when we're given that, we don't generally don't like it Mm -hmm. because we like kind of order, don't we, as human beings? We like things to be a certain way and to know we don't like being outside of our comfort zone. Mm-hmm. So if you've got like no rules or you've got nothing that defines your relationship, then I think that would feel uncomfortable for the majority of people. Yeah, I agree. And funny enough, something is coming to mind, not in my relationship, but actually in a friendship and a friendship where about a year ago, my friend said, look, you are not carrying your weight in our friendship I find I'm always Mm. the one who's having to kind of reach out to you and make the plans and and if it weren't for me I feel like you really wouldn't be coming forward and she said do better and I was like holy shit yes (laughs) and it's funny enough I really appreciated that because I knew exactly what where she stood I knew exactly what she expected of me and it really has like it's it's brought her closer to my front of mind and I feel like I've been showing up and I actually really like it because now I know how to show up for her Mm. whereas if it hasn't been defined, I, like the rest of the planet, tend to take the easier road. I tend to slack off. I don't show up as my best self unless I know what's expected of me. Mm. I will always slack off if i given the opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> and do you feel like that relationship has got better then? Yeah. Because now that you've got some defined rules mm-hmm. in place. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. 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 And, you know, I think one of the things I like... There was a maturity that I had to reach to not take her words defensively. So I think if I had heard that when I was younger, I would have been defensive. I would have immediately thrown out, well, but excuse, excuse, excuse. And, but you're not doing this, but whatever. But then I, you know, I immediately, I sort of, I heard the words in a space where I was sort of ready to say, to own my shit and say, oh, absolutely. You're absolutely right. And I will do better and not qualifying it as like, oh, but you're not doing that. Oh, but you know, whatever is sort of get into the ring with the excuses. Yeah. Let me do better. It's enjoyable. My friend then comes top to mind and I just sort of think about her more often and like, okay, well, I wonder how she's doing and so forth. So it really makes me show up. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But it is so funny how we start friendships without rules and intimate relationships without rules. Yeah. How has this showed up in your life? I think for me, it has always just been the kind of unwritten rules. I don't know that it's something that I've really specifically talked about or said these are the things that we should have in a relationship. But I'm very similar. I had a conversation with a friend where things weren't good at all and my boundaries were just shot to pieces mm-hmm. and I was allowing that to happen. Mm-hmm. And I had to then have that conversation, that difficult conversation that said, this isn't good enough. Mm-hmm. This doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. 
and this isn't what I want from our relationship because mm. uh, it's not how I would define a friendship. Mm. So I think sometimes it is being tough enough to have some of those difficult conversations. Mm -hmm. If something isn't working for you, if it's if a relationship, whether intimate or otherwise, isn't working for you, then if you can be brave enough to have that conversation, then it will sort out that relationship one way or the other. Mm -hmm. But I think you also have to be prepared to potentially walk away from that relationship mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. Because that can potentially be an outcome is, you know, the other person says, well, in your situation, if you said to your friend, well, look, I just can't change. Mm. This is how I am. There's a decision point then about whether you stick with that relationship or not. Mm -hmm. And you have to take that possibility fearlessly. Yeah. It's what stops us from bringing up the conversation is the fear of losing something or the fear of disrupting something, which is why we keep in... We start to then absorb our anger and our hurt internally, and then we start to um, come out passive aggressively, and then we start yeah. to sort of lay hints, and we try to lay the gingerbread trail and stuff. And again, we have talked mm. about this, like nobody yeah. gets subtlety. No one gets subtlety. Yeah. Sometimes, but it's not worth the effort that it takes for you to sort of lay these clues and then and then sort of go into yourself and feel all hurt. You know, why don't they understand? Why don't they see? Why don't they say what, see what I need? We're pretty daft completely idiotic people like every human on earth is just <laughs> absolutely we are self-absorbed we only see things from our side yeah. um, it's sometimes shocking the things that we do to people which we don't intend to do but are frankly hurtful and uh disrespectful yeah which i have done many a time yeah i agree but i guess if you had some rules in place what would those rules look like do you think uh so i mean in my intimate relationship, which is where sort of it comes up more, I definitely agree that I have always had this like contract that I expect people to show up with a certain decorum or a certain behavior or treat me a certain way. And I always mm. expect it to be so. So something you said earlier is that we all expect things from people. Yeah. And we always start relationships without expressing what we want. And we just kind of assume mm. that those needs will be filled. And then when we don't, we don't even know that we expect it. Yeah. But we just recognize that we're getting hurt and we're getting angry and so forth. And that's actually been something hard to walk back because like if you start an intimate relationship, generally we don't sit down at the beginning to say, okay, well, here's my contract. What's yours? Let me see what you expect yeah. of me. And so we then have to sort of walk that back and, you know, in the middle of a relationship and say, well, I didn't tell you this before, but what I realize what I need is I need you to be more attentive. I need you to speak my love language. I need you to, mm. you know, whatever that might be. Yeah. Same as in friendships. But funny, like in this particular instance, I found it was easier to course correct uh, in a friendship, maybe because, you know, there are, there's fondness, but maybe there's not the same sort of intimate mm. sort of entanglement as you would have in an, in an intimate relationship. Yeah. But it is, it is hard first and foremost to realize like when I'm the person who's feeling angry and hurt because somebody is pissing me off or somebody is hurting me and I have to go back to like, oh, Anna, did you know that this is something that you need and expect from people? Mm. And it kind of makes me feel silly to need or expect that but I can't change what I initially feel I expect but what I can do is once I realize oh this is something I actually expect from people I can choose to try to fill that need somewhere else yeah so if I expect my partner to make me feel pretty and that is something that I realize that's not fully 100% going to happen from my partner. So how else can mm. I feel pretty? Well, I can feel pretty by putting on a lovely dress when it warms up and going out and having my day or 
getting a pedicure and just, mm. you know, or even sort of showing up. I feel pretty when I'm performing in work, when I'm doing well at work. And I can, if I can lean into my profession, I feel confident and affection worthy mm. when I'm, uh, you know, killing it in my profession. So funny enough, if I expect too much from my relationship, then I can fine tune how, how much I actually need to take once I know that it's a need in the first place. Yeah. I think sometimes that awareness piece can be really difficult, can't it? So we don't often, we catch ourselves being cross or annoyed or unhappy about a situation, but unpicking that to work out where it's coming from and to discover which areas are lacking mm. can sometimes be quite difficult, I think. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> awareness is really hard. Have you had an instance where, is there anything that comes to mind where, you have been late to the game in awareness where awareness has kind of hit you and you're like, oh my gosh. I think probably about the first 30 years of my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 that's fair to say, yeah. <laughs> I think we, we're just really good at running on autopilot and we are habitual creatures really and those habits are great mm. um, to a certain extent but there are times when habits can work against us and we're not aware of what's really going on. Mm. So it is important to try and have some time to be quite reflective, I think. Mm. And try and pinpoint some of those things that are going on. Really getting in touch with naming your feelings and emotions mm. is a great starting position. Yeah, no question. Yeah. So what would you say that you've got any specific relationship rules then within your relationship now? Yeah, I think for sure, like, um, that's the thing is like feeling desirable is something that's really important to me. But what I realize, I can actually break that down into competent, capable, moving, sort of moving mm. forward, changing and growing and learning. So these all these are all things that when I look at myself doing these things, I feel very attractive. Mm. So that's the thing where I need to reconnect with friends, going out, feeling comfortable, putting on a fabulous dress, even if I'm not going on a date, having a little tour on the town with myself. Those are hugely affirmational. Mm. Sounds lovely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's your, one of your biggest rules? I think for me, there's something around uh, balance and fairness in a relationship. So like fairness is one of, well, fairness and um, fun are two of my biggest values. Mm. So I kind of need both of those in a relationship, I think, mm. because without them, then I know if things are too serious for too long, like I just go stir crazy mm. and have to have to do something fun. I have to inject some fun mm. into my life um, and the fairness side I feel like things should never be one-sided. Mm. So, And that's why this challenge with um, a friendship recently was around that kind of one-sidedness. Mm. Like, I don't feel like any relationship should be out of balance. And it's not that, you know, it's never going to be 50-50 all the time. Mm. There'll be times when kind of you do input more or you try more because of something else that's going on in, in the other person's life. So... Mm. I think it's going to ebb and flow, but I think over the entire relationship, it should be pretty balanced and it should be fair and you should both be committed and um, and working hard at that relationship mm. to make it work. So whether that's friendships or, or intimate relationships. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah, that's actually really important. It's funny because that has to be established in the relationship itself. It's not like you can have an unfair relationship and get fairness elsewhere in your life. Like that's a central tenant of the relationship itself. Yeah. 
Yeah. And that calls people to be better when they play with you. The rules of the game to play with you is you need to yeah. step up your game. Yeah. There's no slouching around here. Yeah, too right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that's really good because, it, it, I mean, it's a delight to realize that you can do better and you can be more and you can reach higher. So the mm. rules of the game that you've established make people play harder, show up better, and they feel better because they're doing better and they're they're reaching uh, their potential. Yeah. And I think it's important to have th those discussions, isn't it? So the first thing is around that awareness piece. So being aware of who you are and what's important to you. Mm -hmm. And we've talked about values before on the podcast, but I think values play quite heavily into kind of relationship rules yeah. because they're things that are intrinsically important to you as a person. And if you know what those values are, then you know that they're then things that need to be honoured in the relationship. Yeah. So... I think that awareness, understanding your values, and then explaining that to other people is really important. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's critical. So what would be your takeaways then in terms of, you know, going back to the question, like, should there be rules in relationship? I think there should be, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think um, maybe we don't like the word rule. Maybe mm -hmm. that's kind of something that we, turns us off as people. But if we think about it in another way, and if you thought about it as a framework for happiness in a relationship, mm. that sounds more appealing, doesn't it? Yeah. So if we, if you then thought, well, okay, what needs to be in place for us to have a successful, happy relationship? Mm -hmm. And then you, you work towards putting those things in place. Yeah. No, that sounds Maybe great. That's just a different way to think about it. Yeah. I think when we hear the word rules, we kind of think we're confined we're being weighed down by something yeah. it kind of feels heavier doesn't it yeah. but if I think about a framework for happiness and, yeah. and success in my relationship I feel a lot more positive about that yeah that sounds fun because if you create a foundation and a lattice or a structure then it means that you can create and build on that and I think we all like creating and building yeah so have you got any key takeaways then yeah, that's actually, that's it. I, I think just knowing that we're coming in with a set of expectations already that nobody comes in without expectations. Yeah. I think that makes everyone listening to this realize that they all have to, we all have to create a happiness framework mm -hmm. with the ingredients being our expectations and our boundaries that yeah. nobody comes in being like, oh, I'm just so easy. I have no expectations. That's bullshit. Yeah. Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe that's a task this week then to really yeah. get familiar with relationship expectations. Yeah, I love it. Exactly. Mm. All right. Are we ready for a question then? Yes, let's go. Okay. <laughs> So this week's question is how to turn an argument into a constructive conversation. Oh, yeah. So mm. like not tweeting out like food revenge. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So not putting weird things in your partner's dinner. Okay. Okay. <laughs> or oh. hiding remote controls or glitter in the car, which I think has got to be the worst thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. I don't think the Dyson's going to go to work on that. No, well. I not even the Dyson <laughs> could do this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh man. So I think this is something that comes up quite a lot, isn't it, with clients? Is around this kind of how do we argue? We've talked a lot about conflict on this podcast yeah. already. 
people generally don't like conflict, they don't like arguing. But it was interesting, I was reading some stuff before that said couples that don't argue are more likely to get divorced. Yes. Because you're not being honest, you're not sharing your feelings and um, you're not learning to understand each other better because you're not having some of those difficult conversations. Yeah. So I think whilst we might not like an argument or a heated discussion, it's it is important that we can um, share those differences and try to learn to understand each other better mm-hmm. so that we can strengthen the relationship. Oh, yes, 100 percent. And I think we've talked before about adversity, like really just strengthen your relationship. So whilst you're yeah. when you're in it, in the middle of in the midst of it, it's not nice. You will be stronger on the other side of it. You will. If. Mm. If you play in a constructive way, because the usual yeah. argument style is you both get on your sides of the mountain on either side of the moat, and then you like mm. hurl fireballs at each other <laughs> and you say, I'm right, I'm not budging in my position. And then it yeah. will end in one of several maladaptive ways is like silence and everyone sort of retreats back for a few days injured hurt and pissed off and then there's like the silent treatment and then you just sort of move on without actually resolving anything yeah or one person capitulates but not actually like one person will say okay you're right but will not actually feel that and will actually just do that just to sort of stop the conversation because they're you know we talked about the conflict styles in our last podcast the avoidance yeah and creating that artificial harmony artificial harmony where you agree to something but then go away and do the exact opposite so and then that just starts this cycle back up again and you're never getting out of that conflict it's just going to reoccur until you can actually get to the heart of it exactly Mm. so what how do we argue better then (laughs) exactly (laughs) tell me how to fight better (laughs) i know i was gonna ask you i was like sarah what do we do (laughs) yeah i think yeah so there's a few things that come up for me is around um, identifying some of the triggers, I think. So if you always have the same argument about the same thing or it happens at the same time every day, try and identify what the underlying trigger is. Mm-hmm. And often the thing that we're arguing about is never the thing. So mm. it, there's something else that's going on. Mm-hmm. So it's really trying to understand and get to the bottom of what's happening. Mm-hmm. I think I'd examine your own conflict style, look at how you mm. argue, look at the things that you say, the pattern that you get into, mm-hmm. and then try and intercept that pattern. So you know, if you always have stand up screaming row and then don't speak for three days and then uh, as you say kind of come back together but really solve the problem Mm -hmm. it's working Mm -hmm. out at what point in that cycle do you want to intercept it so if you start screaming and shouting at each other one of you needs to say this is not going to work for us like so can you get some time out can you um just pause take the emotion out take the heat out then you know have a think about what's going on in that moment and come back together you know even give yourselves just kind of 10-15 minutes and then come back after you've calmed down a bit and you've had a bit of a think because often when we're in that we get those blue touch moments where things just flare up we're not thinking straight so we either go into kind of fight flight or freeze mode Mm. but we're not thinking straight we're not thinking rationally and we're we're bound to say something that we don't want to say or you know about you can get that situation where you 
deliberately wanting to hurt the other person when you'd never be like that mm. unless you were having these major rows so you know rather than trying to kind of be the one that wins mm. instead you know it's taken some time out I think thinking about how you're feeling thinking about why what's happening is bothering you so much mm-hmm. and then come back and have a conversation I think get really curious with your partner. Try to understand them. Yeah. Um, really try to listen to what they're saying. Um, if you don't know what they're trying to say, ask some questions. Ask them to clarify it. Ask them to put it in a different way because you don't understand. Yeah. And just really try and get to a position where you can really understand where they're coming from, what they're saying, and why you've got this difference. And then have some time... So you then get to share your views. Mm. But I think if we can do it in a karma style, we're more likely to be successful mm-hmm. in reaching a, a solution or an outcome that is better for everybody in the relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and no, I agree. And seeing the other side is the tricky part because I think the one thing mm. though that the point that we miss all the time is when we're angry, we think it's a singular issue where the, there's a singular right And like, for example, if we're like, I'm always emptying the dishwasher, if you had a dishwasher, we don't, I'm always doing the dishes. (laughs) When you get up in your like, zone, and you're like, this is unjust, this is not fair, then Mm. you think that you are solely in the right, and you are being wronged. And Mm. you never consider that the issue never has one issue. I think the thing that really confuses us is that when we blow up at at our partner and say, uh, you're not doing the dishes, whatever. And what's shocking is that you hear stuff coming back where that person Mm. is angry and hurt. And you're like, well, why are you angry and hurt? I'm the one who's being wronged. This is a singular issue. But just like you mentioned is that the reason why we sort of get up on our moats and we start hurling fireballs is because both of us are actually right. We both Mm. have a grievance and we both have a perspective that is actually correct. And because we, we are never expecting that we never come prepared to be able to handle our own emotions and to hold the emotions of our partner at the Mm. same breath. So that, and it's not either, or it's an, and so I have a grievance, but you also have a grievance. Yeah. And if we can actually come into a conversation, realizing that whatever, whatever issue that might be, your partner is going to have their own set of hurt around it. Mm. Even weirdly, if your partner has cheated on you. Weirdly, Mm. that seems like it should be a very cut and dry issue. You cheated on me. That is a violation. I deserve to be hurt and I need justice. Weirdly, your partner is going to come with their own set of hurts. And and that sounds shocking. Like, (laughs) you know, but that is actually something that even in the case of infidelity or something really bad, your partner mm. is going to have their own set of grievances for you. Yeah. And how do you not set aside your agenda and set aside your hurt, but just put it on the table and still allow that open ear to be able to hear and to accept and receive what your partner is saying and feeling. Mm. Yeah. That sounds really hard. <laughs> I haven't been able to achieve that yet. <laughs> I'm just thinking how difficult that does sound. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I think with anything, though, it's about making some small changes and making small adjustments and doing that over a period of time will lead to kind of much bigger gain. Mm. So I maybe just pick kind of one thing to focus on. 
So whether it's around the trigger or whether it's around changing the the conflict style that you have. Mm. So trying to move to something that is more understanding. So you might say, well, actually, instead of just hurling abuse or getting kind of really riled up by something, I'm going to try and focus on understanding my partner side Mm. so just pick sort of one thing and try and really master that and Mm. you will change the dynamic of that situation Mm -hmm. just by changing one thing Mm, yeah that sounds really nice because it can feel overwhelming otherwise to try and change everything all at once it's probably not going to be sustainable it won't and the wonderful thing is even if you change one thing to even feel that one thing shifting feels incredible because when you're caught in a conflict cycle anything that feels even remotely different or fresh and new is delightful that gives its own energy yeah and i've witnessed that in my relationship in terms of just tweaking kind of one aspect Mm. and how it does have a big impact on things yeah well that Mm. sounds quite exciting as an interesting way to think about coming to conflict in a more constructive way yeah yeah embracing conflict in the first place knowing that conflict is actually just like you mentioned conflict is just conversation and communication yeah any tools that you would uh advise to bring with you other than a bottle of wine (laughs) (laughs) i think um it's trying to find some things that work for you i think um and it's thinking about the situation before you get into a situation i think would Mm. be my advice so Mm. if you know that it's understanding your past differences things that have come up how have they come up how have you what's been your conflict style so really really looking at that and then having a plan to just tweak one thing Mm. i think that's the best the best tool really is just recognizing okay next time this happens because it probably will happen it will Um, absolutely yeah I'm gonna do this instead of that and Mm. just pick one thing Mm. to focus on oh that sounds nice that sounds doable Mm. makes it feel a little bit less big (laughs) yes yes and I'm sure that this question I'm sure it will um help lots of the listeners because uh we know that it comes up yeah yeah exactly well, I'm back in New York, so uh, you know now is the time to start putting these into practice because I'm back yes. with my dudes, so we get to <laughs> keep the glorious journey of constant iteration in our communication and connection. Sounds beautiful. Which sometimes, sometimes is all out rouse. <laughs> but now I've got a few tools to kind of make them more constructive. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Nice. So anything exciting going on for the week ahead in Jersey? Anything whether it's opening up, whether it's beautiful weather ahead, sundresses, anything that looks on the horizon for you? Well, the sun is definitely shining, so that's nice. But yeah, lots. I think I need to go out and do some walking. I, I feel like I need some movement in my life. Oh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Oh, yes, and the yeah. detox. Yeah, get back on the fitness drive. That's Very what nice. I need to do. Very yes. nice. Well, yeah. good luck with that. How about you? Oh, so I'm just sort of unpacking my insanity from the move. Mm. So I'm kind of having to reset and reestablish. Yeah. So mm. I had a deep clean of the kitchen and the living room and I'm feeling a lot better in that. So yeah. And then Very it's going to be good. back into work mode, but yeah. different. Now it's back into coaching mode, whereas I'm uh, sort of saying a brief goodbye to some of the clinical stuff. 
I think I treated enough chlamydia in Toronto, so I'm back into coaching. <laughs> Very good. Well, I hope you have a wonderful week. Thank you. Yeah. And I shall look forward to next week. All right. Me too. All right. Till next time. Bye. So that's it for another week of Geordie Lass and Doc Sass. We hope you've enjoyed listening as much as we've enjoyed chatting. Get in touch and share your questions for relationship remedies and any hot topics you want us to cover. If you need help navigating all things relationships, Anna and Sarah are available for one-on-one coaching support. Email info at geordielass.com. Please remember to like, share, subscribe if you've enjoyed listening. And if you've not, how on earth have you made it this far? I promise we'll try harder next time.